0: Every day, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blacker uh, wow, can't even say my name. I'm so excited, I can't even say my name. Uh, Zach Blackerby here with you, joined by the one and only Charlie Five from the Bunker at AuburnSports.com. Auburn Rivals, how you doing, buddy?
1: Oh man, I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
0: This is uh, we've we've talked about this for a while. I'm yes. glad it's finally. Uh, I'm glad it's finally a thing.
1: Uh, I'm glad I could be here for you today too as well. Uh I've been very excited for this day. I've been looking forward to it for a while.
0: Sure. Sure. All right. So, uh did I introduce you okay? Cuz I mean, you're pr- you're a pretty big deal you on ca- the bump. You group.
1: forgot a few things i go over real quick. Okay. Uh, I was the 2018 Rivals Fan Future Cast Champ uh for recruiting. Um I immediately retired after that on top, so uh sure. I don't put in my Future Cast ch- uh Future Cast picks anymore. Um I carry a A hefty 2.5-to-1 like the post ratio. Wow. And uh, just overall kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. What did you think about the bowl game? Obviously, Auburn um, did not look good from start to finish. But something I've been saying, I said this in the show that I put up immediately reacting to it uh, this past Friday. And then um, talking about it on yesterday's show. But it's like, I don't think anything really happened that actually mattered.
1: I totally agree. Um, it, it played out almost exactly how I expected it to play out. Maybe the defense was a little bit weaker than I expected, but then I started to think, you know, even if you know the rumors of the coaching, uh, you know, derision, division, yeah. whatever you want to call it, where you know there may have been some people going behind people's backs, that had to be just. You buy it? Uh, I do in in part. I do buy. I don't think it was necessarily a hey, let's call bad defensive plays to get this guy fired, but is it, hey, people coming behind Gus's back saying, hey, Kevin, we may give you the job. Can you put together a staff? Can you be talking behind – you know close doors and get that ready we're going to give you the job mm-hmm. do I think there was some of that absolutely and you know as players you find stuff out like that it's got to be draining you go through a coach and change you got a new coach you got coronavirus uh just so much thing so many things that it, I would almost have been happy if they didn't even play the game to me nothing good could really have come out of, out of it
0: yeah I was kind of hoping individual players would be kind of trying to impress Coach Harson as he was there kind of watching from high up. And uh, I
1: just – I don't know how many folks did that. I think you did see some of it. You know, I thought you saw some young receivers step up. Canyon's the obvious one. Kobe Absolutely. Hudson's there. What
0: a natural receiver, by the way.
1: Natural. I mean,
0: yeah. can you think of a more natural wide receiver than Kobe I, Hudson? I,
1: I can't. He just – it just so fluid and yeah, natural. Every,
0: everything he does is just natural. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then I, I was talking with somebody else uh, around the, the station – today, and they were like, you know, Zacoby McClain, I think, really impressed Harson just by the way he plays. I'm like, yeah, is, is he coming back? Like, at the time of us recording this Monday or around midday on Monday, it's like, Zacoby McClain, we haven't heard news one way or the other, but if I'm him, I just can't imagine his hype ever being higher than it is right now.
1: That That is true. I think that um, he he's kind of one of those tweener guys as well who's not really... Um, he's not super big, but he's like he's incredibly fast. His stock, like you said, his stock is really high. I think he led the SEC in tackles, even mm-hmm. though he got kind of left off, you know, some of the some of the uh, you know more prominent lists. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think I'm like you. I, I, you strike kind of while the your the iron is hot. You could be having somewhat of a transition next year. Could you get lost in the wash? Right. You know. Yeah. But, but like we said, we haven't seen it. the guy. Loves Auburn. Um, you never know, you never know what you, you never know what to expect out of guys. I mean, like
0: what Cooper. a cool name though. Like I, I really hate that Auburn may be losing some really, really cool names. Big Cat, it appears that things are trending in the direction that he's gonna go. We'll have to see. So Kobe McLean,
1: what's up with Smoke Monday? Like Cord so, Sandberg. The end of an era. The end of an era. You know, not, not he he actually did achieve a lot of things while he was at Auburn. What's that? Yeah, three big ones that I don't. I think not a lot of people know. You know, he was the first left-handed quarterback to throw a touchdown uh, while wearing a uh, number in the twenties in the whole history of Auburn football, and that's a lot. That's a that's a big deal. Uh Um, He actually played with both Bo and Pat Nix. Not many people can say that. Eli Stove's the only other one. Yeah, true, true. Um, And I think he's the first player in Alabama history to uh, be fully vested in the state retirement system before he finished. The transfer could, you know, the transfer could put a little hinder in that. So look for him to stay in the state. But, uh, yeah, maybe go to South Alabama, hang out with Turbo or something. Bingo. There yeah, you go. Right. But yeah, gonna going to miss the team dad. <laughs> the team dad.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, that's funny. That's funny.
1: Um, you know,
0: every now and then you'll talk to someone who is legitimately like, yeah, court should have gotten more of a chance to start.
1: Have you ever ran into some of those people? Because they exist. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the backup quarterback's always the best player on the team always and uh yeah we would have liked to see cord get more more playing time uh we ne- I, I felt like we, there was a lot more games that got out of hand that he could have played a little bit more but you just never i mean he wasn't ever going to start yeah i wonder what his desire to transfer
0: is because like it's not like he can follow gus anywhere because he seems like a gus guy so i i wonder where what he's going to try to get. Does he want to play? Does he want to go somewhere that will give him a chance to kind of develop his coaching career? Because that's kind of what you heard, right? Was he wanted
1: to be a coach when this was all said and done? You know, I mean, he may be a guy that would follow a Gus. I, I do think Gus is probably going to be coaching somewhere uh, next year. Uh, but You think next year he's coaching? There's he's, His name's been in there for some different coordinator jobs, maybe a small school. But I, I, think, I think the biggest thing with Cord is – he wants to at least give it a shot. It's kind of one of those I'll never know if I didn't give it – you know, didn't try kind of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to see how it works out. He's got some – clearly he's got some talent. He's got a lot of athleticism. Um Maybe he will go to Liberty. That seems to work out for other former Auburn quarterbacks. Oh, that yeah. Go get, go get with uh, Hugh. Boy, I, he's got a, he's got a he's got a beast to take down though. That's when it, true. When he transfers, That's you know, true. We'll have free. to
0: see. We'll have to see. Hey, Locked On Auburn is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. That is the place to bet online. Obviously, playoffs are coming up. You want a, a part of that action? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Sign up for free today. Free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. If you want to put in $100, you'll get $50. $200, you get $100. It's easy how that works. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And also visit our good friends and exclusive partner on social media at underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Lockedon for your sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts today's show also brought to you by our friends at homefield apparel I think they have the best um, the best auburn apparel in the business I'm actually wearing one of their shirts right now extremely comfortable uh, vintage and uh, all kinds of uh, other cool colleges if Auburn's for some reason not your number one school and you're listening to this that doesn't make sense does it? Uh, zero yeah zero cents at all zero cents at all but they've got something for everybody there so unique historical design incredibly comfortable shirts get 20 percent off your first purchase use promo code auburn a-u-b-u-r-n at homefieldapparel.com 20 percent off at homefieldapparel.com use promo code auburn a-u-b-u-r-n so we've been waiting for this just before we sat down to record this charlie five we saw reports coming out that seth williams is leaving Auburn and going to the NFL draft surprising
1: no one? Uh, no one. I think it was he was our most uh, probably NFL prospect, uh, our biggest NFL prospect that we had on the team. Um, I think he's been probably wanting to get away from Auburn for a few years now, so it was it was just a matter of time. What
0: do you think he thinks of Bo?
1: Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Um, he ought to like him a lot because he threw him the ball a lot. Uh, so uh, uh, I think that it's it's really hard to know what these guys think of each other. Um, I know I would be probably frustrated at times, but at the same time, you got to look at the system that you're in, what it's asking you to do. right. Hey, why can't you throw me? Why can't we call passes to me that aren't fifty, fifty balls, back shoulder? Right. Way down the field on the sidelines that are extremely low percentage passes anyway. Why can't I run the square ends? Why can't I get open over the middle? Why can't you get me easy stuff like you see Devonte Smith running wide open all mm-hmm. day long? Uh, why can't you scheme stuff up like that for me? So, um, I'm sure he's probably frustrated at times with Bo, uh, but um, at the same time, like you just wonder how much. You just always wonder how much of that is actually on on Bo. On Seth or on the actual offense mm-hmm. that they're in,
0: so yeah. And you hear you hear folks go on like national shows. And they talk about how hard it is to scout these skill position players in Gus Malzahn's offense. And I'm I'm glad that's going to be done soon. I'm oh, glad that this yes. is the last offseason where we have to deal with that. But I mean, we talked about that a little bit yesterday with Schwartz. It's like I don't know what these guys are. I don't know, like not a clue. Was Seth's inability to get open him? Like as a receiver, at some point it boils down to, like it is your job to get open. But it, did the coaching staff help them with that? Is Cody Burns helping him with that? Is Chad Morris helping that with that with the scheme? Is is Bo Nix helping him as far as ball placement? It's like it takes a lot for somebody to get open. It's hard, but Absolutely. you see other teams doing, it and it's like. Okay, Seth is better than some of these guys. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's been very frustrating. I'm fascinated to see how scouts view Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz.
1: Well, ever since, uh, you know, we, had a, we coined a term for Darius Slayton when he was at Auburn. Called him Embarius Slayton because uh, <laughs> it seemed like he just never really progressed and he had a lot of drops. And then he goes in the fifth round in the draft and he catches seven touchdowns in the NFL. Yeah for probably the worst offensive team in the NFL um outside of you know Saquon Barkley they don't I mean and he goes and catches when he's sevens. been healthy I exactly mean, exactly
0: yeah and he did it in his rookie year when like all the other options were hurt i mean Saquon was iffy is his his rookie year and then he had uh Sterling Shepard got hurt was Odell on the team his first year or had he already been traded
1: i no, think he they was there.
0: Over, they overlapped right yeah they were there he was there yeah and so like
1: he did benefit from injuries his first year, but he still he went in in the NFL, and it wasn't just I'm catching slip screens for touchdowns. I'm catching. Well, he was getting open downfield. I'm getting open downfield. Yeah. I'm running slants, taking them to the house. I'm doing it all. So you, you start to wonder when you see guys like that 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 seemingly you know made some big plays, but you know struggled at Auburn. They go to the NFL and they succeed immediately under NFL coaching. You just start to wonder. You know, is Schwartz really that bad down the field? Uh, you know, being able to throttle his speed to catch deep balls and you know speed up for the the ones that are over his head, mm-hmm. slow down, go high point the ball. It doesn't seem like he had a lot of those skills. But when you're when the guy recruiting you is just saying, hey, this that guy's going to be a really good jet sweep guy or or whatever. Instead of just let's take this guy, turn him into a wide receiver with his clearly elite speed. Um, you just, you just don't know. <laughs> Same thing with I, I, I look at that with just about any any position on the offense. I, we just don't know. And with Schwartz, the the
0: crazy thing, and I will lump Seth into this too. I don't know how good they are with the ball in their hands because a lot of the times the separation was so limited. It's like Schwartz. You saw a few in the running game. You know, I think we all immediately think of the end around against Texas A and M. Like that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Where you cool. like the, that guy is fast, but. Seth, like, we just didn't see a whole lot of plays where he caught the ball and then ran with it. We just didn't see it. Now, that's, I don't think that's Seth's fault, but if I'm an NFL scout and I'm looking at that, I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm drafting.
1: Absolutely. You have no idea. I mean, it's, you know, they can catch, if they catch the ball way down the field ahead of everyone else, you know, okay, that guy can run a deep, he can run a deep route, he can catch a ball and he can score, but can we drag him across the middle and then he, Make a play after he catches the ball. We just don't. We just don't know. You, and and that is a, to me, has always hurt us on the recruiting trail because, you know, especially with offensive linemen, you just don't know. Hey, this this offense you're in, it's not. It may not be the best path to the NFL. Mm-hmm. It may not translate. And then you hear it from the NFL guys as well. You know, the simplicity, the 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 basicness. The, there's just no layers to our offense outside of just calling plays. Right. I can't wait to see Harson change that. You,
0: I, I think it's going to be a pretty instant change.
1: I think so as well. I think the the offense uh when people say NFL style or NFL pro style whatever I think what that means is it's just an offense that translates. Mm-hmm. It's an offense that is it, it has uh meaning it has it has it, it it's cohesive it just has it it, it seems like it, you know what's going on like you can tell the the meaning behind the plays yeah. it's not you're not just calling individual plays things build off themselves formations build off themselves you formation against defenses to get running lanes open or passing lanes open like it just it's 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 a meaningful offense that translates to the NFL.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things where you know he does some under center stuff, a lot of spread-like tendencies, but just sure. a lot of different looks, a lot of different formations. My biggest thing when you talk about college football is you want to have certain formations and certain personnel groupings and certain schemes, and you run patterns where you make college defenders make quick decisions over and over and over and over, and over again and over the course, if you run 60, 70, 80 plays, depending on how the offense goes over the course of the game, they're going to mess up on several. Putting, and you, you just got to capitalize.
1: Putting defenses in conflict. Putting players yep. in conflict yep. where, okay, I know I'm supposed to line up like this against this formation, but now they're running a back out of the backfield out to the – you know, they're just, just putting – making them have to make – like you said, making them have to make decisions very fast – Every single play. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now
0: pretty much impossible to stock all the parts that you, uh, your car will need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman all, uh, orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry? When you have access to computers... You got a supercomputer right in your pocket with access to rockauto.com. Of course, that is at home or in your pocket, wherever you go. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right locked on. In there? how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost
0: here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team every day.
0: Moving on, Zach Blackerby here with you. Charlie Five with the Bunker from Auburnsports.com. Um
1: What else did we say we were going to talk about? Culture? The culture change with Harson? You want to talk about that? Sure. Uh I think that uh one thing that I really liked about him is uh, you know, because I'm a message board guy, I like to check out other you know other teams' message boards and whatnot. When we hired him, I wanted to see what the Boise folks were saying about him. What were the Boise boys saying? You know, Boise folks. There was a there was a clash of personalities there with him, and uh, I think a lot of it was because he was so he he was so, he had so much desire to excel. And and when I say that, I mean, you know, they would talk about these email exchanges where he just would blister the Boise State. You know, board of directors and whatnot, because he wanted to move to the Pac 12. Mm-hmm. So you got a guy who can go in and he can win 10, 11, 12 games every single year at a school, and he's not happy. He's right. not satisfied. And uh, I, I like that because I feel like at Auburn, sometimes we get, into, we get in this how can we beat Bama mindset yeah. uh, as fans, as a community. It's like, how? I mean, the first question Brian is asked uh, in his press conference is, uh, you know, you know how, you know how basically, you know what are you going to do about Alabama? And I really liked his answer because I feel like it was an answer that that I would have given. He said something, you know, kind of in the tune of, um, you know, the Iron Bowl is important, but so is every other game. Yeah. And I've always said that. You know, we have eleven other games on the schedule. You don't think that's Coach Speak? I, I no, I, I don't because. Yep. Uh, in Auburn, they're expecting you to say they're expecting you to talk about Alabama. They're expecting you to tell you how you're going to beat Alabama. And he's focused on building the program to yeah. you know face. We're an eight win pro. We're an eight win school mm-hmm. historically. So how do we get to a nine, ten win school? Because when you get there, the rivalry games will take care of themselves. You're right. So uh, you know, I caught a lot of that. I, I felt a lot of that from him. Um, he has no ties to Auburn. He's he doesn't seem, he's not really beholden to a person with money. So mm-hmm. you're not going to have this. Hey, why don't you hire this coach? You need to hire this coach. You need to keep this coach. You need to keep that coach. He's in it for you he know, he wants to win exactly. Yeah, and he wants to bring in the guys that he thinks are going to give him the best chance to win, even if that means letting go fan favorites like you know a Carno Williams or a Travis Williams, whatever. He's going to hire the best coaches that he feels give him the best opportunity to win. Yeah,
0: no, I think it was a great hire, and the more I look at, the more I love it. Did you think the press conference was weird?
1: There were weird, there were weird things. You know, I, I got to know more about this pool, this pool. <laughs> That's going to come out eventually. Yeah, I can't believe that uh, there's not a Twitter account on that already. the <laughs> the, the pool meeting. But uh but yeah, that that was just Where was this? Yeah, and he almost was kinda like, Why did you bring that up kind of thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he Alan was way more into it yeah. than Brian was. Yeah, <laughs> that was a moment for Alan way more than it was for Brian, uh definitely. Which almost <laughs> makes me like the higher more because he's just like, Okay, if it's not on the football field, I don't care. Yeah,
1: we're not talking about Margaritas at the pool right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see the culture shift happen because I think some of these players are really going to like it. Bo Nix is going to love it, I think.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: But you're hearing rumors about guys not liking it, and short-term,
1: that's not going to be good. Short-term, you're right, but at the same time, you when you're a, a, a new coach and you're coming to change a, a the mindset of a team, the f- last thing you can do is bend to the knee of a player that's trying to hold you hostage over right. keeping a coach that you want, if that's the case, if that's the case. It may not be. It may just be rumor, but it seems to be some credibility. You know. And I'm, obviously I'm referring to Tank, yeah. like wanting uh, Carnell to stay. And, like, I have this thing about running back coaches. Um, it's probably the easiest just pure position coach. Uh, position to coach in college football so you need that guy to um, not only coach running backs but you'll see all the all the big coaches all the big teams their their running back coach is either associate head coach running game coordinator uh, Clemson's offensive coordinator coordinator Tony Elliott is also the running backs coach Mm -hmm. so they're a because it's such an easy position to coach they're able to wear multiple hats and help in different areas and you know I just I'm not sure that Carnell fits that mold yet. He could be. Um, so I'm not necessarily going to be just just completely torn up if that is something that Brian feels he needs to move away with especially considering it seems like you got a player that's kind of trying to hold you hostage over it. But you know, I think if Tank could be a guy that would just absolutely flourish in running a running in this this offense behind this offense, uh, I feel like Brian could really build build it around him, mm-hmm. like he's done with guys like Jay, Jai, Jai and um, you know several of the other big time running backs they've had. So um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. If you could pick three
0: assistant coaches that he keeps on staff, which three would you pick?
1: Um, I would keep Travis Williams number one. Okay, that's my um, number one as well. He wears multiple hats. He's the co-defensive coordinator, uh, recruiting coordinator.
0: I'd be fine if they made him defensive coordinator, actually.
1: Sure. Yeah, and he may be he may be ready to make that jump. Um, and then, <laughs> I like the potential of Al Pogue. Um, oh, okay. He's uh, he's been at several different places. Um, I've read that he's been key in a lot of the you know a lot of guys uh, keeping a lot of guys that sign in this class as well as you know, built some inroads with, um, you know, he pretty much had Jeremiah Williams from Ramsey and Birmingham committed until the season just kind of fell apart. And, uh, you know, he did, he did a lot. He, he's done a lot of good things. Um, he's versatile, too. He, mm-hmm. he coached offensive – I mean, he coached outside linebackers for us, but he's also a DB guy. So. Right. And then, uh, you know – Here's your third one. I don't know if I I'm have putting another, you on the spot. I don't know if I have another one. I guess I'd have to say Carnell because you know he did sign Tank and he had Armani Goodwin from Hewitt Trustful committed um, to this offense. Oh my gosh, he he had him actually committed to this offense. So I think he's a guy that's learning, and he, if you put him on somebody, he can probably go get him, especially if he's a running back. Right. Um, so maybe those three guys. I don't know that. Um, if I had to keep three, that'd probably be the three that I kept.
0: Tell me if I'm crazy here. I would go T. Will, probably Cadillac, and then I, I like the job Cody Burns has done, not necessarily from a receivers coach as far as the receivers getting better. I think you can make the argument the receivers did get better over the past few seasons, but the fact that he's been able to get four-star receivers to come play for Auburn over the stint where their receivers have been terrible is incredible
1: to it's me. If you look at it just based, and wide receiver coach is a lot like the running backs coach. If you just look at it from a recruiting standpoint, I think you're absolutely right. He's signed some, you know, you look at guys like Seth and Schwartz, and then, you know, you got Kobe Hudson, Elijah Cannon, and you got um, AD that hurt his foot. I'm losing his Capers. name. Capers. You got Xavier on Capers. Yep. I mean, those are some top notch guys that that Harson will have to play with. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the core of your passing offense next year, is those three guys. Exactly. And I think. The only thing I worry about with him is the same thing that I worry about with Carnell. It's like, what other hats can you wear and excel at and bring value to? He is he does have associate offensive coordinator or assistant offensive mm-hmm. coordinator title. Maybe he has a lot of input. I don't know how much those guys... I can't imagine that means anything. Not at all. Not under Gus. Not under Gus, right. Absolutely not. So, uh, you know, he does recruit well. Um, what else does he bring to the table? I I don't know. I don't know. And a lot of people say, well, Auburn's
0: offenses have stunk. Or you know, y- you guys were just talking about how guys can't get open. And like I really
1: feel like that was more the scheme than the individual receivers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We. It's it's almost become like it's almost become a joke that like by formation you can almost tell exactly what play we're about to run, or if it's third and you know somewhat long, you know we're going to throw some kind of 50-50 ball. We, just, right. we don't throw the ball over the middle. We don't throw the ball to the tight end. So you really limit your options on uh, what you what you can attack the defense with, and then they know they know how to defend it. So, you know, that's – that's honestly, you're probably going to laugh, but that's kind of how I feel about the offensive line too. Are they really as bad as we think when – Well, I think this year under Bicknell, I think they got better than they just all got hurt. They we there was a lot of progression. There was a lot of progression. Now it was against wor- the the worst, worst defensive lines that they yeah, played.
0: Exactly. So like, was the timing? You know, what was it coming together? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think the O line was as atrocious as people made it out to be this year. I think they were injured, and I think the scheme did not help them either. No, not at all. And not Bo Nix does not help them.
1: No, he doesn't. He he roll he.
0: But hopefully, Harsik could teach him
1: to you know to 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 help use these guys in front of him. We'll exactly. have to see exactly maybe you'll have maybe we'll have some concepts that will actually lend itself to the quarterback feeling comf- more comfortable yeah. knowing where the protections are going knowing where i'm going before uh you know knowing who's going to be open before the, you know the play starts kind of thing
0: charlie five i always ask this question whenever somebody comes on where can people
1: uh
0: find you and check you out uh,
1: I, I live in the the message board land you can find me on rivals the bunker you can find me on 247 sports uh uh, so that's where you'll find me.
0: Awesome, awesome. Charlie Five from The Bunker. Of course, you can find The Bunker at auburnsports.com, worth every penny. Be sure to subscribe and check out all the stuff that J.G. and Brian Matthews and the guys have over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network.